Well, let me tell you a little bit about Christmas at the Sutherland home when I was growing up. My dad had a way of always making Christmas special. Uh, he would wait until Christmas Eve when we were all in bed and all asleep, and then he'd put the Christmas tree up and decorate it. That's just the way he did it. You know, he was a big Santa Claus. And um, he would decorate the whole tree, put it together, and then he'd put all the presents around it. And we lived in a big farmhouse. And then as we came downstairs in the morning, there it was, our Christmas tree, all lit up, decorated, and the presents, uh, the gifts underneath it. And uh, uh, it was just a great time. But I want to talk about a couple of my childhood um, Christmases, just briefly. Uh, first of all, was in September 1952. That's a long time ago. I was seven years old, and that September, I came down with rheumatic fever. They thought, they thought at first I had polio, because polio was really big at that time, but uh, after being in three or four different hospitals, they realized it was rheumatic fever, and it hit me so hard that I just couldn't walk. Uh, so I spent months in hospitals, in different hospitals, and homebound, couldn't, the only place I went was to the hospital or to the doctor, and then back at home in bed. And, uh, but that Christmas that year uh, was my first time to get out. And I got to go out to my grandpa and grandma's house. They only lived about a mile from us, and, uh, and I couldn't walk very well yet. Uh, I was still trying to recover, and my dad had to carry me in. But I remember going in there and seeing my grandpa and grandma and all the relatives around. It, I was only there for about maybe two or three hours, but what a great time. And that really stuck in my mind that, uh, that Christmas that, you know, I hadn't seen anybody for a long while, and I was so excited just to see grandpa and grandma and for them just to give me a big hug and tell me how much they love me. So that was just an exciting, exciting Christmas. And then another one, uh, Christmas that I remember, was 1956, only four years later. And I was 11 years old. And that was a very special Christmas because my dad came to church that Christmas. My, my dad was not a Christian, didn't come to church very often at all. But he came to church that Sunday morning for one reason. I was in the Christmas program. And uh, I was big for my age, and I'm not sure what I was, a shepherd or something, I don't know. But I was so excited that my dad got to come, to, that my dad would come and see me in a Christmas program. And he came to church. That was exciting. But that Christmas was also exciting because my dad, my dad was a, he was a great guy. He was a big guy. My dad was six foot three and, you know, weighed a couple hundred pounds, a little extra there. And, uh, and my, but my dad was a duck hunter. He loved duck hunting. And that Christmas, that Christmas, I got my first gun. I got my first shotgun. My dad bought me, it was a used gun, but he bought me a uh, 16 gauge single shot shotgun. And then he bought me a uh, a pair of waders so I could go duck hunting with them. And that was very special because um, I had two older sisters. I was the only one. I was the baby of the family, and I was the only boy. And uh, when I got to be 11, Dad said it was time for me to start hunting with them. So that was just a very special time for uh, father and son to go out hunting. And we got to go right after Christmas. We got to go out and do a little bit of duck hunting. That was so special. But the Christmas that, uh, and that was a Christmas of, of my childhood, both of those, and uh, another Christmas that I would like to talk about, but my favorite Christmas as an adult was a Christmas of 1970, 1970. Norman and I were 
25 years old. And um, that Christmas, that year, that Christmas, changed our lives dramatically as we discovered the true meaning of Christmas that year. I have to say that the Christmas of 1969 was the worst Christmas in my life. It was bad. And Norm and I had lived very selfish lives and living for ourselves and, and seeking fulfillment in the world, the things of the world, and trying to do life um, without a real relationship with the Lord. And we paid the price for that. We paid the price dearly for that. As a result, we found, our, we found ourselves far from God and far from each other and quickly headed for a divorce. It was a rough year. It was a rough year starting out. But in April 1970, we were invited to a small group meeting with some unfired believers. And I mean, they were on fire, and they were testifying what God had done in their life. And we just sat there shaking, yes, yes, we knew God could do it. But God intervened in our lives that night, and both of us surrendered our hearts to the Lord in the early morning hours. It took us a long while. But both of us surrendered our, our hearts and our lives to God. We left that meeting as a changed couple. Our lives had been changed. Everything about us had become new. But let me tell you, everything that was wrong in our marriage was still wrong. But we were different people. But we both determined in our hearts that we would live totally surrendered to God. Totally. Everything. No matter what happened in our marriage, we were going all the way with God. And that night, I'll never forget as long as I live, that night we did something that we never had done before, we began to pray together. And just not pray together, we prayed out loud for each other. And I want to tell you, that started a change in our lives. We studied the Bible together. We would, wouldn't watch TV. We'd turn it off. I, I didn't even watch sports. That shows you how important this was to me. But we would sit and we would study together. And I know we probably drove our pastor at the time crazy because we would find something that was so exciting that we'd call and say, listen, pastor, did you know this? You know, no, we, knew, we, we knew that he knew it, but we were just so excited that we found it so fresh. And we began to put in practice what we read in the Word. We began to put in practice what Jesus was teaching us. We began to practice forgiveness, and that was hard. And we grew in love with each other, and we grew in love with God. And we were able to share. We were able to share God's love, what he had done in our life, and the love that he has shown us. We would be able to share it with other people. Norma had the privilege that summer of leading our next-door neighbor to the Lord as she seen something different in her and wanted to know what it was. It wasn't long after that that I led him to the Lord. And we got to share so much about what God was doing in our life and what he had done in our family. What a great year. What a great year. And we were able just to share that much. And, and so by Christmas that year, we had, really found, we had really found a new realization of the true meaning of Christmas. 
the true meaning of Christmas. It wasn't presents. It wasn't the glitter. You know, it wasn't the Christmas tree. It was Jesus Christ. How special it was that time, that Christmas Eve. I'll never forget it as long as I live. That Christmas Eve, we took time on Christmas Eve to read the Christmas story. Not the night before Christmas. The Christmas story from Luke. And to realize that that baby in the manger was the very Son of God, and he was our Lord. I remember how true that rang in both of our hearts. I remember the tears coming down my eyes as I realized that that baby was my Savior. That baby was the one who forgave my sins, and there were many. You know, we realized that he came to earth for a reason, and that was to save us from our sins. And that year was a Christmas filled with the peace of God. There was a peace in our hearts. There was a peace in our home that we've never experienced before. And with his love, it was just a peace in our home, just not a peace, but with love. Even, even the Christmas songs were different. The joy to the world, all those, they had a meaning to them all of a sudden. They were so real. I'll never forget what a year that was. I don't care if I didn't get a present. Presence didn't matter. We had the present of Jesus in our lives. You know, John 3.16 is really a verse about Christmas. Think about it. It's really a verse about Christmas. It says, so God so loved the world, that's you and me, that's you and me, that he gave us his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved us so much that he gave us son, that God loved Rick and Norma so much that he gave us Jesus to save us from our sins. It really sank home with us that that baby in the manger came for a, for a purpose of dying as a, substitute, as a substitute so we could have eternal life in him, so we could have forgiveness in eternal life. Forgiveness, that was so true. That was so true in our lives. You know, and as we read the Christmas story, we learned that the angels who appeared with the shepherds and sang, glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth, and goodwill toward men. And for the first time in our lives, we realized what the angels were singing. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. Peace in our heart. Peace in our minds. Peace in our home. It was so real to us. You know, many people wonder, about that meaning even today. Those words, especially as they look around this crazy world that we live in right now, there seems to be anything else but peace. There's no peace in their hearts. There's no peace in their homes. There's no peace in their family relationships. There isn't even peace in their communities, in some of the communities. But yet the Bible tells us that Jesus 
is the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. You know, there's an old saying that goes, no Jesus, that's N-O, no peace. No Jesus, K-N-O-W, no Jesus, no peace. And how true that is. Without Jesus, there's no peace. But with Jesus, there's a peace that reigns. Yes, the Christmas of 1970 was my favorite Christmas because of the miracle of peace. All that year, we've seen many, many miracles. A lot of them I can't even share. So many miracles as God took two twisted, bent lives and gave us victory. Gave us victory over sin and gave us a love for each other. And gave us a love for each other and a peace. I want to emphasize peace. Because without God, there's no peace. But that peace has continued to live in our lives, even up to today. Even today. That peace in our marriage, that was 50 years ago. And that peace is just as real today as it was back in 1970. You know, the only peace that this world will ever know is a peace that comes from a personal relationship with Jesus. Oh, Norm and I look for peace in many different areas. In many different areas. And I know probably some of you have too. And we could never find it. But until we found that personal relationship with Jesus and made it personal and gave him everything, just not a few things, but we gave him everything we had and said, Lord, no matter what, we're living for you. He gave us a peace. And you know that old saying, a peace that passes all understanding? I still don't understand it today, how he did it, but he did. You know, this Christmas, this Christmas, you can know that same peace. You can know, I, I hope you do, you can know the peace that comes from the Prince of Peace, from the Prince of Peace. Surrendering your life and your will to Jesus, to him, and let him do the rest. I hope tonight, and this is a short sermon, I hope tonight, this Christmas, this Christmas season, I hope that you have that peace in your heart. I really do. But if you don't, Take time, take time to surrender to Jesus, and he will give you that peace, that peace that passes all understanding, a relationship with Jesus that can't be beat, that can't be beat. We look for a lot of different things for peace, but we never look sometimes to the Prince of Peace that can give it to us. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight we thank you we thank you, Lord, for that peace that comes through that relationship with you. That peace, Heavenly Father, that you give us that grows and grows and grows. That peace that never stops. That peace that carries us through every tough situation. And Lord, you know we've all had many. But you can give us that peace in our heart and peace in our mind that you are in control. And Lord, tonight, we go along with the angels tonight, 
and we praise your name. We praise the name of God, for you are the God that gave us Christmas. We ask this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. I thank you tonight for turning in, tuning in and listening. And God bless you, and have a great, great holiday.